Listener's discretion is advised. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate but equally important groups, the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders, who in this case are the police, because, come on, we all saw the video. What are you waiting for? That's it. I'm going to the protest. Do the dun-dun. Evening to all the parties who are listening here tonight. We begin with some news here. Uh, NASCAR's All-Star Race will now move to Bristol Motor Speedway from Charlotte because North Carolina apparently is still dealing with the coronavirus cases. Yes, it's still dealing with the coronavirus cases. And the fans are mad. Now they want to cancel NASCAR just because they've been in Charlotte. Now, they don't... Charlotte Motor Speedway did not host an all-star race every year. No. One time they went to Atlanta. Guess who won the race? Bill Elliott. So I don't understand why people say, Oh, Charlotte's the home of the NASCAR's all-star race when it's... Do you think that they held it every single year? Remember, I said all but one time had hosted an all-star race. Yeah, because the other one is in Atlanta. Atlanta, at the other time, was a oval, not a quad oval. So, you better get it right. And some good news here in the LGBTQ world. This news is going to make a lot of conservatives mad, and Chick-fil-A even more angrier than ever before. Here's the news. That's why I'm stunned that we got some actual good news today because in a majority opinion written surprisingly by Trump appointee Neil Gorsuch, seen here after destroying at the Supreme Court rap battle, the Supreme Court ruled that federal anti-discrimination laws protect gay and transgender employees. This is a momentous change in LGBTQ rights because now they have them. Up until this moment, in half of these United States, if your boss found out you were LGBTQ, you could be fired. So this is a big gain for human rights. But of course, a big loss for Chick-fil-A, as was acknowledged by its marketing team. Now, Trump responded to the court ruling at a roundtable today. They've ruled and we live with their decision. That's what it's all about. We live with the decision of the Supreme Court. Very powerful, a very powerful decision, actually. Wow. He's got real kid who didn't do the required reading energy. It was a ruling, and as rulings go, it rules. So we live with the ruling, which was, as I said, 
a decision that they ruled on. In conclusion, Moby Dick was the whale? Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this news is going to make Chick-fil-A mad and people who fired employees because of LGBTQ-related things even more furious than ever before. Yes. Just like that one time when so this one lady refused to uh, give two couples same-sex marriage a license. Yeah. Same goes for the guy who refused to give the cake to the same-sex couple. Yeah, you should look at look it up. You'll know what I'm talking about. Now, the people who graduated at West Point, congratulations there. But that's not all the story, what it's all about. Now, Trump eh, is not having a day. And all because he blamed the ramp. Just the ramp. I don't know why. Just Maybe... I don't know. It's how probably how tall it was. I don't know. We'll see. Donald Trump had quite a weekend. He put on a big league presentation at West Point on Saturday where he showed up to give a commencement speech, whether the graduates wanted it or not. The cadets at West Point were sent home in March because of the virus for safety reasons. But then Trump decided he wanted to give a speech in person. So all the cadets were ordered to return to campus and stay in quarantine for two weeks. They were literally a captive audience. So our commander in beef could pretend he's in charge of the military. And of course, some of those cadets wound up testing positive for the virus, but that's not what's important. What's most important is that Donald Trump had an audience for what turned out to be a historic speech. No president in the history of this country has ever taken a weirder drink of water than this. Is that one of the side effects of hydroxy? I mean, what is up with his hand? Did he hurt it holding the Bible upside down? Let's look at that again, because there's clearly something going on. It's weak. And this is not the first time we've seen this. This clip's from November of 2017. You can see here, he managed to open the water bottle, but then he needed two hands to drink it. And then next month, this happened again. He's, he's what is he doing? He's, he's like a witch sipping out of a goblet full of toadstools or something. And he had another weird move on Memorial Day. Now watch here. Everybody folds their arms, so he folds his arms. But then he gives his, it's just kind of a weak shake. I don't, is it possible that, like, so many former members of his staff, his arm just doesn't want to work with him anymore. His arm's like, listen, you use me to, to grab women, to tweet lies, to shovel McNuggets into that bloat hole, to sharpie a hurricane. I've had enough. I quit. I'm joining my friend Penis and going limp. Remember when Trump made fun of Marco Rubio drinking water? It's Rubio! Oh, he's so talented. That is from the spray tan collar comedy tour. Wow. You can't properly drink water without having two hands? Is that what I'm hearing? Wow. And the way he went to the ramp. Oh, 
when he comes down the ramp. And that, there's no problem. Like, why would he blame the ramp? Is it because that's what he does? Blame stuff? Hmm. Oh, well. Can't say enough about Trump's weekend. But when we return, we're going to talk about cancellations, such as the cancel culture trying to cancel Paw Patrol, and other things, after this brief ad. Closed captioning for this podcast is brought to you by... Attention restaurant owners! Looking for mannequins to place at your social distance buffer tables, but don't want to pay an arm and a leg? Come and get them at Big Al's House of Gently Exploded Mannequins! We have lots of plastic people! There's Headless Harry, Lefty, the Bing Bang Twins, Smokey Joe, the Sparkle Sisters, One-Eyed Willie, and Jared Kushner. Your customers will never know the difference. So don't be a dummy. Get over to Big Al's House of Gently Exploded Mannequins. Located on the corner of McCluskey and Murdoch, right behind the Dairy Queen. Curbside pickup available. And we have returned after a brief break, ladies and gentlemen. This is like a brief coronavirus updates thing, but also cancel culture showed up. And cancel culture is uh, not having a day. They want to cancel Paw Patrol because of the character Chase. Hmm. And you know who does that? Fox News. Fox News just reported it and doesn't seem like a outgoing trend. I don't see it being cancelled. I don't see it being cancelled at all. I don't know why, but it just it doesn't go that way, but try. That's all you gotta do. Don't tell mother. Fox News, by the way, I think they might be disappointed that there's no looting going on anymore because they have a new focus to distract us from reality, and that is manufacturing outrage in response to a non-existent movement to cancel the show Paw Patrol. The cancel culture movement may now be coming for Paw Patrol. When you start seeing cancellations of such things like Paw Patrol, they believe there should not be police, peace, or even Paw Patrol. The Paw Patrol has also been canceled. Paw Patrol? If that goes, I'm moving to New Zealand. Chase, I guess, is the lead character. German Shepherd police dog. My daughter loves Chase. Fire and prosecute Chase. I have a dog named Chase. Defund the Paw Patrol. 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 We should point out that there actually doesn't appear to be any genuine effort to cancel Paw Patrol. <laughs> yes, you, you should. And so then why are you all talking about it all the time? There's real stuff to be mad about, you know. Like I said before, ladies and gentlemen, there is no chance in hell. Not a chance in hell that Paw Patrol will be cancelled. No thanks to that cancelled culture. Alright? Zero. Zero. You know, I once watched Paw Patrol and I like it. Right? Chase is a really, really good police pup. I guarantee you. 
Alright, now we segue on to a news fact that uh, the Supreme Court made the decision this was during the COVID-19 era that DACA is protected. The Trump administration cannot eliminate DACA. Well, uh, well, that <laughs> that is going to trigger a lot of conservatives. That's going to trigger a lot of conservatives. I guarantee you. They're probably going to be enraged even more than ever. Uh, another news, a great news for NASCAR fans. Um, the uh, Hall of Famers are in for the class of 2021, including Mike Stefanik, Red Farmer, and, of course, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yes, Dale Earnhardt Jr., one of the most popular drivers in the Cup Series which he drove full-time from 2000 all the way to 2017 in the Cup. He still races in the Xfinity Series for just one race. Last week, he raced in Homestead Miami Speedway, where he had another terrific day. Now, here to let us out on it now. Dale Jr. answered one of the questions from the interview, and then Marty Smith um, answered to Sage Steele about how he felt when Dale Jr. was inducted into the 2021's NASCAR Hall of Fame. I got nervous, and I didn't expect that because I was wanting to prepare myself mentally, mentally and emotionally to not be selected uh, because there were some really um, amazing candidates. So... Um, but yeah, I started getting nervous then. And then when my name was chosen, I was just, uh, it was a very emotional, even just sitting here right now talking about it. It's really emotional uh, because um, you just, you know, I feed off, I feed off of uh, affirmation. This, there's no greater pat on the back or a tip of the cap than, than this. Amazing to hear Junior say that, that he was nervous. He was un unsure. That part, amazing. Uh, he is one of just 12 drivers with multiple Daytona 500 wins. He's also a 15-time NASCAR Cup Series Most Popular Driver winner. The most such selections all time. And you know how passionate that fan base is. His late great father, Dale Earnhardt Sr., headlining the inaugural NASCAR Hall of Fame class. That was 10 years ago. Marty Smith, there was very little doubt that Dale Jr. would get into the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, you, of all people, can put into perspective for us the impact that Jr. has had on the sport. Take us through it. I actually advocated for him in the Hall of Fame vote, Sage. And this is what I said to my fellow voting members. And it, it certainly needs to be said. His influence is so dramatic. I'm not sure that NASCAR would look like it looks now or be as healthy as, as it is now without Junior. And quite frankly, I'm not sure that there'd be a NASCAR right now without Dale Earnhardt Jr. And I'll tell you why. His father died in the Daytona 500 on February 18, 2001. And his father was Superman. And Superman doesn't die. So everyone in the industry was shocked. Every team owner, every race driver, every sponsor executive, every media member, Every official, every single person looked to one man to determine whether it was okay to forge on, 
whether it was okay to go to Rockingham, North Carolina the next weekend and race cars in the NASCAR Cup Series. And that man was Dale Earnhardt Jr. And Dale Jr. put the entire sport on his shoulders and he raced. And because he raced, everyone raced. And on top of that, look where he took the sport that it had never been before and would not have gone without him. He put NASCAR in Rolling Stone. He put NASCAR in Playboy, of all places. He put NASCAR in Jay-Z videos. So his appeal was so overwhelming and transcended the sport so dramatically, that's what he did off the track, Sage. And his career on the track stands alone. 26 wins, just 32 drivers ever have that many victories at the cup level. Two Daytona 500 championships, two NASCAR Bush Series championships, one an all-star race. This is a Hall of Fame career, a first ballot Hall of Fame career, and as my friend, I couldn't be happier for him. He is the best ambassador the sport could ever dream of. He's a great broadcaster now. Nobody loves the history and professes the history and studies the history more than Dale Jr. They could not ask for a more applicable, deserving candidate than him. For you to say there would be no sport, no NASCAR, without Dale Earnhardt Jr., that says everything. And to your point, what a wonderful human being as well. Marty Smith giving us perspective as only Marty Smith can. Thank you, sir. Once again, congratulations to Dale Earnhardt Jr., Red Farmer, Mike Stefanik, and Ralph Seagraves, who will receive the Landmark Award in the NASCAR Hall of Fame 2021. Once again, congratulations to them. And now, we'll be right back. If you think hydroxychloroquine might be right for you, don't ask your doctor, just ask around. And if you hear some good stories, eat it. Eat it, you coward. After a brief ad, now we get to listen to a song once again. And this one's for all the Disney fans there. If you're familiar with Into the Unknown, you better be ready. But this one is a mashup. It was uploaded by Kiniko Cookie on YouTube, which consists of Idina Menzel's Elsa and Panic at the Disco. So here it is, the mashup of Into the Unknown. Here's Idina Menzel and Panic at the Disco. Trouble while others don't. 
Wow, now that is a mashup, ladies and gentlemen. It's Into the Unknown with Dita Menzel and the Panic at the Disco mashup. Wow. I wish I knew how to make a mashup video or audio or something like that. And that is the end of this edition of Random Stuff. Make sure to listen tomorrow for another episode. But with that, I say good night. Night.